is Bridging the Gap with Love, episode 17, Where We Are Now. I'm Heidi Brower, a birth mom. And I'm Jessica Johns, an adoptive mom. And this is a podcast about our own stories and experiences with adoption, while hoping to provide education and support for birth moms, potential birth moms, and anyone with a connection to adoption. We're back in our little claw fest together. (laughs) Welcome back to Missouri. Thanks. I am so happy to be back. I, this place is like my home. I feel like I'm a little, my heart is in Missouri. Kind of weird, but also not. I just feel like I'm supposed to be here. When Heidi got back from her trips, I was at the farmer's market and I saw this little painting of the state of Missouri. And doesn't it say in the middle, home? <laughs> sure does. <laughs> it does. And I was like, this is a good one for Heidi. <laughs> I just want to make sure she knows she's got to come back here and stay. Feel free to travel as much as you want, but just make sure you always come home to Missouri and to me. Always. I love it here. This is a happy day for us. Um, the kids are back in school. Yes, they are. It's a very, it's a little bit of freedom. That's right. We're going to do some happy dances today. I think I'm going to go to TJ Maxx and just buy some things. Yes. I love it. Just walk up and down the aisles without anybody saying you want this. Yeah. They want that. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, It's a good day for us. We survived the summer with our kids. There were some happy memories. There's some chaotic ones as well. Last week was a lot. We did quite a few things together to try and like diffuse the the pain. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you guys, we love our kids. We really do. We, do. we love and appreciate them so much. But sometimes, you know, the being away from them helps the heart grow fonder. That's right. Which is happening right now. My heart just is, is just swelling with love for them while they're away and like the teachers. The, like the Grinch's heart. Yes. <laughs> Just it's getting so big. It is. It shriveled up a little bit over the summer. <laughs> no, it was so good, but wow, it was yeah. time. So we're happy to be back here in the clawfish um, together. For those of you who don't know, the clawfish is a oh. word that we put together because we're in my walk-in closet, but we're also calling it our office. So my husband uh, now works from home full time. And so he kind of took our office that we were recording in at first, and now we're in my closet. So we call it our clawfish. That's what we use. I love it. So we're here together. We have a little uh, Costco. What is this? Like a little folding table, couple chairs. We're fancy. It's very classy in here. (laughs) Very high end, I would say. But we're excited today to talk about where we're at now. A lot has happened over the summer for all of us, for our families, for our relationships in, in our adoption. So we thought we'd talk a little bit today about where we're at now. So maybe do you want to start with how things are post-reunion and what stuff came up for you while you were there? Yeah, I I know that I've said over and over again that it was amazing and magical and, you know, like a little slice of heaven, which is totally true. But, um, you know, there were also parts that were kind of hard. And I, I feel like, you know, I was coming off of this such this high that I didn't really like talk a whole lot about it. And it's really it's nothing bad, you guys. It was just more like... I found times of being there of like little bits of insecurities, like coming in and trying to occupy my mind of like, I have a lot of really cool brothers and sisters and I love them dearly. And this was a first for us where everybody was together with Alex. Like usually it's me and Alex or me and my family and my parents, 
like family meaning my kids and Jared and my parents and then Alex and her family. So like it's smaller groups, right? Um, but in this situation, there were 31 of us in a house and that included siblings, um, her family, um, a lot of kids. And so there was a lot of attention that was being like taken in a bunch of different directions. And I was trying to really approach it with, I want to give her her space because I want her to build these relationships with other people. But there were times when I would find myself being like, but is she going to think they're cooler than me? <laughs> like, is she going to want to spend more time with them? And I think that it's natural. And it was almost one of these like waves that hit me one day where I was like, wait, why am I feeling this? Like, this is what I've wanted to have happen my whole or her whole life. Like, why am I feeling this? And I actually even called up Jessica one day and I was like, I'm going to need you to walk me through this. Like, I don't know why I'm feeling these feelings. Is it normal? And, you know, Jessica and her just very wise, like, you know, outsider perspective was able to kind of talk me through it and just say, like, it's normal. And you've never felt these feelings before. And all of this is new for everybody. And it was nothing that anybody did. It was nothing that Alex did. It was nothing that my siblings did. It was everything that was just going on in my head of like, maybe you're not good enough still, or maybe she's going to want to spend more time with somebody else. Or maybe, um, you know, she's going to walk away and like, wish that her birth parents were somebody else, which is so stupid to like, maybe not stupid, but that's just how like these thoughts that were going on in my head. And, you know, then I would have to step back and be like, but I know those aren't true. Like I had to almost just remind myself, no, it's not true. I know that she loves me. And I know that, you know, that, um, that I've always wanted that her to have this relationship with, you know, my siblings and it was beautiful. And so when I would allow myself to feel for a second and then come back from it and, and kind of talk myself through it, then it was fine and beautiful. And I loved every part of it. And what I found interesting was I actually had a conversation with Andrea about this. And this is the first time that I've heard that she was also maybe feeling a little bit of insecurities also. And she shared this in her episode uh, when she was interviewed, but I thought it was interesting that we were both kind of starting to feel like a little bit of insecurities in our own ways, which it's, it's valid, but it also kind of was like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but we worked through it. And I'm grateful for the experience that we had and that Alex was able to build on this relationship with my siblings. She wrote all of us um, a letter before, you know, we left that next morning. And when I say letter, I mean like a little sweet note that was handwritten just for everybody. And, um, you know, and she did say like, you know, I, I'm sorry we didn't get to spend as much time together as I wanted to, but I also felt like this sweet girl is so worried about everybody else's feelings and like wanting to make sure that she was paying attention to everybody that she like wanted to write them letters to like, let them know how much they meant to her. And she told me later that everybody's reached out to her and has like said, come visit. And like, we loved seeing you and meeting you. And it ended up being, you know, really cool thing. And then um, shortly after she messaged me like maybe two weeks after three, I don't even know anymore. But she just said, hey, can I come visit you in October? And I was like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, of course. Like, please come and visit. And so one day she, we were trying to figure out her flights and she called and we just talked on the phone for over an hour. And we kind of were able to hash out kind of what had happened, you know, it was post two weeks or whatever. And we just kind of were able to hash out and like talk about her feelings and my feelings. It was kind of really cool to step back. We had time to process and then we were ready to like share with each other how we felt the week really went. And we both still felt like it overall went amazing, but we were 
also both able to just be honest with each other and say like, I was feeling some insecurities. And she kind of laughed and was like, of course I love you. Like, you know, (laughs) and, um, she was able to share with me how she felt torn to like try and spend time with everybody. And for me, that just made me see her heart of like, she just really wanted to, to know everybody. But, and then since then, um, she called me one other time last week out of the blue. And I was kind of like, Oh, I wonder if something happened like with her flight or she was trying to figure out something. And she was just like, I'm just, just calling to chat. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So we were just, we just chatted for a little bit, but I just feel like, this last trip was kind of another piece of the wall that is like being broken down of us just having this friendship, this just relationship, friendship of shooting the breeze with each other and just talking on the phone. Like Jessica and I talk on the phone every day. If we don't see each other, we're talking on the phone every day. And so for me, it was almost this moment of like, oh, I'm just talking to one of my friends and we're just chatting about life, which was so fun because it didn't feel weird or forced or whatever. And I just was so grateful because I feel like this is what I've been waiting for. And I feel, you know, I feel very much like I know that my story is not the norm. Like I know that especially people who've placed 20 years ago or more, this is not a, um, I don't know how to say it. It's, you don't hear stories like this very often. And it's very hard. Sometimes I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I feel guilty that my story is so good. But I also feel like I've put in so much work into it and I've been very patient and not that other people aren't. They're just, the problem is, is this is not just one person that this affects. That's right. It affects many people and you have to help. You have to know that you're sorting through feelings of other people's feelings and other people's insecurities and other people's, how they feel is best. And that's really hard because you have to take away control. You can't control everybody else. All I could ever worry about was what I was doing and my control over like my patience and my understanding. And it's not like that for some people. And it's not wrong. It's just for me, I feel like I've worked really hard for this. And now like the fruits of my labor, our labor, all of us involved is starting to come forth. And it's the most beautiful fruit. And I feel like I want people to know, especially maybe that they're going through this right now, of placement and adoption. And maybe it's fresh of just like a year or two, or maybe it's 10 years or whatever. If your adoption is is open since the baby's been born or since um, now, if it's, or if it's something in the future, that it can be possible for you to have a relationship. And that's really my goal is to help people understand that if you do your part, that it opens up for something beautiful to happen. And again, I know it's not every case and it breaks my heart that I can't fix every single situation. But for those going forward, you are the ones that I want to help. And you are the ones that I want to help support to be able to have such a beautiful relationship because it really is possible for you. I know that was a lot to your question, but I just kept feeling like it just kept coming, Jess. I don't know. I love it. That was so perfect. Um, It was pretty incredible being on the other end of those interviews with you and Andrea and you and Alex, and then also to receive pictures throughout that week and see you together with them and with your whole entire family. And also to see Andrea and her husband and their kids all included in this big Wyatt family reunion. And I don't know, I just, I got the chills so many times just thinking about like, um, 
what a beautiful reunion this was for so many and for everybody to just feel like they were part of this one big, beautiful family that maybe isn't how we've always thought of family, but we kind of get to redefine what that looks like in adoption. And um, I really wished I had a friend who was an LDS living like article writer, because I was like, where is LDS living? They need to be here. Like the scenery was gorgeous. These pictures that Heidi was sending me, I was like, this needs to be recorded. Like this needs to go on the Today Show. It really is. I'm not even joking. Like it is one of those stories that you just want to hear. This is the good news of adoption. Like it can be so incredible for so many people. And I think I said this in one of the podcast episodes, but it just made me feel like Alex is one special extra like lucky and loved woman and girl to have these families and all of these people that just love her and support her. I don't know that that is one of the reasons we a huge reason we decided to share our stories and our experiences on this podcast because there is this good news of adoption that can impact the lives of so many people who get to be a part of this incredible story. And we know it's not possible for every story, but I think this could be the future of adoption. Um, Openness is going to be a part of adoption these days. There's no way to keep these things shut down. Yeah, I agree. There was, I shared this with you, but there was one moment that we all shared as a family where we were all sitting around together and Andrea shared her story and kind of people were going around and sharing, you know, a few different things. But at the very end, Alex, you know, was really emotional. And she just said, I've never felt so loved in my entire life. And I thought, that is why I did what I did. Like, and that's why I fought so hard to just be patient and understanding because for her to feel so much love, you guys, it's always been about her. And that was the moment where I was like, I just am so grateful that she feels so loved because that's what this is about. It really is just about how much everybody loves her. And so that was, that was pretty special. Yeah. And I think hearing from Alex, there were times in her life where she, she went through difficult Um, times processing her own adoption and feeling, you know, just kind of dealing with that. But in that culminating moment of your families coming together to, to see all of these people that have wanted to meet her and that love her, I just hope, you know, and I believe that there, there is healing in adoption and that provided so much healing for her to realize, like, I have always been wanted. I have always been loved. I have so many people who are rooting for me. And um, so you're hearing both sides here, the hard stuff, the real stuff, and also just like the beautiful possibilities of adoption. Yeah. And when she comes in October, we'll have to do another interview because she would be totally willing to do. So we'll come up with some more for her. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll come up with something. Well, have the last few months been for you? I know that you you got to go to California and you've been able to see the girl's birth mom a couple of times. So how... How's the how's it been for you? I feel like I don't have quite as a today's show worthy story to share because we haven't all gotten together. Um, and I even as an adoptive mom myself, I kind of felt myself every once in a while feeling a little bit jealous of like this incredible story that you guys have and these two families that are willing to come together for for your child, you know, for Alex. Um, so anyway, I'll just preface it with that. But I mean my stories with our daughter's birth mom and with our son's birth mom are are still growing and evolving. And we kind of have new challenges and new things that we're working through, but they're all so wonderful. So um, this morning I was texting Danielle. She sent me the picture of her daughter, Emma, going to pre-K today. 
And I sent her the picture of Evelyn and Nora on their first day of school. And I just said, look at your beautiful girls, your three girls. And that's true. Those are her three beautiful girls. And somehow I wanted to text her this and I didn't because I thought it was weird. And I was like, and can they all three be mine too? Like, I just want to claim Emma too. Like, I love, like when Emma comes, Danielle's daughter comes to our home, like she's just a part of our family too. And I can't totally explain it, but we love her. Yeah. We really do. So that was like a really tender moment where, again, I'm just kind of like knocked back into the reality and the magnitude of what a beautiful relationship we've created with them. And Danielle and Emma are a part of our family and we love them. Kind of some fun, exciting things that happened for the girls this summer as they're getting older and we're back here living in St. Louis close to Danielle. We realized like, hey, why doesn't like, let's see if Danielle wants to take these girls out for a night, a girls' night. And so I drove, I can't remember who went first, um, Evelyn or Nora. With twins, you kind of have to go back and forth. Yeah. And so we, um, they're kind of used to that trading off. So one of the girls went and spent um, an evening with Danielle on their own. It was so fun. They had the best time. They got their nails done. They went out to eat. Um, they shopped at the mall. I mean, they can't, you know, she came back and she just had had such a sweet time. And I think Danielle posted about it on her Facebook and kind of said something like, I never knew if this was going to be possible, you know, to have this kind of relationship mm-hmm. with these tiny little babies that she had placed into our family, you know, nine and a half years ago. And it just, I was so proud of us that we've come to this point where, you know, she shared her girls with us and we get to share them with her now. And I just felt really excited for my girls too, to feel so loved by their birth mom, Danielle. I just have to applaud her. She has been a consistent part of their lives since the very beginning. I mean, there's not a year that went by that we don't have pictures of our kids with her. So they just, they just know her and love her. And she's a part of all of our families. And Let's see, then the other fun thing earlier this summer or spring, Bradley and I went out to California and it had been two years since we had seen Jessica and her boys, Maddox and Damon, who's not quite two, because we had moved from California here to Missouri. And so it had been a long time. And of course, we had the pandemic in there and we got to visit with Danielle, right? Or sorry, with Jessica and her boys. It was a really sweet, special experience. But because it had been two years, it was honestly like a little bit awkward at first. We didn't really know what to say to each other. We were just kind of staring at our kids, looking at them interact with each other. And I think what blew both of us away the most was seeing um, how much Bradley like enjoyed being around Maddox, especially his older brother, and just the sweet relationship that they had that week that we were in town. And that really was one of the sweetest surprises that we had um, as moms getting to watch our kids, um, getting to know each other and loving each other. And it was also why it was so heart-wrenching to say goodbye, because I just remember feeling as our kids were saying goodbye in the In-N-Out parking lot, like I felt so guilty and so bad taking them so far away, taking Bradley so far away from his brothers and from Jessica. And, you know, she lives in Utah now and it's far And I hate that he doesn't get to be especially near his brothers right now. And it's been hard for Maddox, too. Um, And Jessica shared that with me, that Maddox has had some questions for her over the past few months about, like, hey, where's Bradley? Like, why isn't he here with us? Like, and if you hadn't, like, can we get him back? 
Like he said that to her. And so she's had to answer some tough questions. And so we're just still working through that and trying to figure out how we get to be like a consistent part of each other's lives and how we kind of nurture and develop these sweet relationships that our boys want to have with each other. So that's where we're at now, working through it, but overall just feeling really grateful for the siblings that our kids have in our home and outside of our home and the relationships that are continuing to grow with Danielle and with Jessica. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing. I I just kept thinking when you were talking about the girls being loved and Bradley being loved and having this relationship with his brothers and, you know, your kids and their birth moms. And I was just thinking, like Alex said in the interview, how she's always known, you know, her whole life, she's known that she was adopted and it was just a natural thing for her. And I keep thinking, like, I just can't wait to see these kids like when they're adults and just being like, yeah, we had the best relationship growing up and it wasn't weird. And it was just I knew that I had sisters and I knew that I had brothers out there and it was just, we were just all a big family and we saw them every once in a while and it's not going to be weird for them. And they're not going to find out later when they're older and then be angry at you. Like I just keep thinking how lucky they are to have so much love surrounding them. And someday they will feel like Alex felt where she was like, I just realized my whole life I've been loved by these people that I never knew. And you know, she, but your kids get to know. And I love that for them. It makes my heart so happy that they get to be so loved and that they get to have these moments with their birth moms where it is just it's so much fun. And um, anyways, I'm just so happy for them and for you. And I love hearing these stories of growth and learning and still trying to figure it all out because you still have growing kids that have to figure stuff out. I mean, my kids still ha- kind of have to figure out like, who is Al- like, what is Alex to us, right? Like, It's interesting because they know who she is, but I think especially the little boys, little meaning (laughs) 9 and 11, (laughs) feel like they're still kind of trying to figure it out. What is Alex to us? I remember one time somebody asked Kennedy, actually, I think she's been asked this a couple times. Do you think of Alex as a sister? And Kennedy's like, I mean, not really. I just think of her as like a family friend type thing. And one time at first I was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. And I thought Kennedy's never had a sister. She doesn't know. She does not know what it's like to have a sister. So for me, my hope for them is that they will just become really good friends. And then maybe later on, you know, they might refer to each other as sisters, but right now I just love that they have this relationship that they're building. So I love that you said that your kids get to have siblings inside the home and outside the home. That's pretty special. It is. It's kind of fun. It's the only way that I'm okay with only having three kids because I kind of always thought we'd have more children. And it turns out (laughs) we're not going to. (laughs) We're going to just have the three. And so I love that we have, I feel like I have three other kids, Jessica's two boys, Maddox and Damon, and um, Danielle's Emma. And we just love all of them. And I feel like when we're together, they feel like part of me too and part of my family. And I don't know exactly how that works or how they feel about that, but we're just one big family. And I hope one day that we all get to be together and my kids get to be with all their siblings. My girls are trying to figure out who Bradley's brothers are to them. They're Mm -hmm. like, are they like my brothers or like my half brothers? Are they my cousins? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All of the above. Yes. I'm not really sure. And so it's just fun seeing them figure it out in their minds. I mean, and Bradley has a relationship with Danielle too. Like they get all these moms, like it's so wonderful for them. And I sent Jessica a picture of my girls today on their first day of school. 
And I just think my kids need all the love that they can get. And I'm just so grateful that Danielle and Jessica and I get to be a part of that for our for all of our children. Yeah, you know what's interesting is as we're talking about this family and like how much we love it and how happy things are, like there are still hard times. It's still hard. There's still a lot of navigating through feelings and emotions and trying to figure out like what all this means to everybody, right? Even at times what it means to like me, like there was a time after they're like, I just had to like process. I was like, what? Like I just went through this whirlwind of a week that was the most magical week ever. But there was also a lot of these like feelings that I had to process through and try and figure out like, okay, what does this mean? And what what does this mean for the future? And also try not to let the like mindset of, you know, this will never happen again because I truly believe that it will. And then also feeling so incredibly blessed that the week I just had just happened. And like, I don't know how to explain that to people, but it was magical, even though there were times when I was really emotional and it was really hard. But overall, it was amazing. And I just feel so blessed that that is my life. I remember walking away from there and just being like, did that just happen? Like, that is my life. It just happened. And how, you know, my heart feels for Danielle when she says, I never thought this would happen because there were so many years where I never thought this would happen. And it did. And so I totally know what she feels like. And that there, I mean, I just can't wait to hug those girls, Danielle and Jessica, and just be like, I get you. Like, we just get each other <laughs> because I love them. I don't even know them and I love them. But also because I love their kids so much. I love Eva and Nora and Bradley so much. And I love Jessica and Jared. So look at us. We're all, we're all family. Also guys, I don't know how to tell you this, but (laughs) we're all family too. So it's, it's pretty awesome. I would say that we had a pretty good summer. I just want to say thank you to those of you who have reached out to us. We have had a couple people um, who have reached out and just asked for support. And I think that that really helps us, you know, figure out how we can help people um, that are going through this right now. And we're always open to uh, getting messages or emails. And, you know, even if that turns into a phone call, we are more than happy because we just want to, we just want to help. So if you um, need help, or if you know somebody who might need some support, have them reach out to us and we would love to chat with them. Thanks guys. Until next time. 